Welcome to the She's the Owner podcast, a podcast where we talk about business, relationships, mindset, and even sex. We go deep on how the masculine and feminine can show up in all areas in life and how to make those energies work for you rather than against you. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey guys, as always, we appreciate a five-star review if this podcast has brought you some insight or giggles or whatever in between. Either way, we love to hear from you. Now let's get to the show. Hey everybody, it's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Karen McCarran. Welcome to the show. If you're watching this, I'm giving you a wave. Uh, how's everybody doing on this sunny Thursday? Thank you. Sweet baby Jesus. Gabby, if you're listening, that was for you. Um, for the sun, it's still bloody cold and there's snow everywhere, but there is sun. And so that makes my soul much happier. Um, how's everybody doing? I hope you're well. I hope January is, um, it's almost already over, guys. Can you believe that shit? It goes fast. And so today I wanted to talk a little bit about marketing. Um, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, like I, I cover quite a bit of, uh, quite a lot of topics. So mindset, you know, we talk about mindset, we talk about inner healing, we talk about business, we talk about marketing, we talk about relationships, a lot of stuff. And I haven't, I don't feel like I've talked a lot about business and marketing in the last little bit. So I want to chat about that today. Um, what's up with this vest? Joy. Um, so what do I want to say about marketing? I want to talk a little bit around, um, the way that you're marketing your business or, you know, if it's a podcast or whatever, like however you're doing, whatever you're doing and, and however you're doing it, there's still this, and I see this a lot in the coaching space for sure. Um, there's still this idea that you have to, everything has to be super polished and super perfect before you execute anything and before you launch anything. Now I will say, I, I think that in terms of, um, if you're launching a course or you're launching whatever, it's something in that vein. Yeah, definitely. You want to be prepared. I'm not an advocate for throwing shit at the wall and crossing my fingers and hoping that it works. I'm an advocate for trying things. Definitely. That's something that's really important. You want to try things and marketing is literally all about fucking testing, 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 testing all the time. So there's a huge piece of that. And I think that we forget that. So if you want to write some of the stuff down, I would say number one is to just be, um, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it does need to be professional. Um, and I mean, you're going to get the odd person who, who says, oh, I just, you know, I started on my phone and I blah, blah, blah. And it just turned out. Sure. Occasionally that happens. You'll go viral, all that kind of stuff. Um, but in reality, you want to have things like if you want someone to exchange and, and exchange or transfer energy through money to you, you need to have your shit together. There's just, you know, like I get it. You know, I think a lot of times we get this idea again that, um, you know, you'll see a 20 something year old, no shade to the 20 year olds. I have two of them, um, where they're like uber successful. And all I did was, you know, start selling things like this and da da da. And you'll have those unicorns that by and large, that isn't the norm. Like, and it doesn't happen overnight. It takes years to get to certain places in your business. So yes, you know, there are the people who have just 
you know, haphazardly grabbed their phone and started recording some shit and off it went and it did okay. But that's not a sustainable business practice. That's not a sustainable marketing practice. It's not a sustainable, um, you're, there's no longevity in flying by the seat of your pants when it comes to your business. There just isn't. So I want you to really just know it doesn't need to be perfect, but you do want to have some idea of what you're doing, where you're going, how you're going to get there, who's listening, who your buyer persona is, how you're going to market to that client or a customer, all of those type of things. Like don't, don't get it twisted that it can look like shit and you're still going to have success. I'm not saying it has to look perfect, but I am saying it does need to have some version of professional. Number two, authenticity wins every freaking time. Like we've, we've heard it and we've said it and other people say it. And yet many of the people that I see online are just not authentic. They're, um, they're just, sorry that my vest is really annoying me. See, that's authentically Kara. That's a little bit of my annoying OCD stuff. Um, no, I don't have OCD, but I think many of us are on the cusp. Anyway, so authenticity is is a thing. Like I curse in my content, I cry in my content, I look like shit in my content some content sometimes. I look like put together in my content sometimes. I'm authentic. I what you see online is you cast any of my friends, it's what you see in real life. When I'm going through something difficult, I don't share it until I'm through it. That doesn't mean it's not authentic. It doesn't mean I don't go through shit. I just wait till I'm done processing whatever the thing is before I start talking about it because that to me is authentic. I need to handle it and mourn it and grieve and get angry and get whatever, whatever, cry it out, etc. But eventually you're going to see me talk about it online. I won't do it during, but I will do it after. Authenticity is really, really key. People's bullshit. Tony said this. Yeah, Tony said this yesterday in his um, Unshakable Challenge. Like, people's bullshit meter is fuck is in is so on point. It's very in tuned now. It wasn't always, but I think as people start to discover themselves and start to come back home to who they are and come back home to soul, are we're it's not that we're all of a sudden aware, but we're just trusting our instincts about stuff. Now we're trusting like mm, something doesn't fly here. And so I don't think that it's necessarily we've grown to become bullshit meters. I think because we're coming home to ourselves, we're starting to acknowledge when things don't feel right. Oh, that's Mr. Scott crying in his sleep. So that would be number two, authenticity. Number three, I would say is like, when you don't know what to do and you're able, and even when you're unable, find ways and get resourceful about having someone help you. Can you do your own marketing? Can you do things that, um, you, can you piece things together? Of course you can. There's Canva, there's Wix, there's Squarespace, there's, you know, Kajabi, there's like, there's a million platforms that we can use. I use some of those platforms myself. Um, I do, I'm, I'm a fractional CMO for a company right now that I'm working with. And that's something that I do. And I utilize all of those tools. I'm obsessed with Canva. I'm obsessed with Wix. I do really, all my work is in those two platforms predominantly. So, but I know how to use them. I'm a marketer. I've done marketing for 20 plus years. So I wouldn't. And, and when, for me, when I feel like it's something's out of my, my scope, I will absolutely be like, yo, I can't handle this. I need somebody else to help figure this out. Don't be afraid to either. So if you're a new business and you're doing, 
whatever it is you're doing, try, make a go of it, go into Canva, go into Wix. Wix is by far my favorite. I love it above Squarespace because it's just the way that you can, I always call it like moving furniture inside of it. Um, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, I did SEO, I did pay-per-click. I've, you know, I've been on the sidelines watching people, my team work on creating websites and WordPress, all the, those days are gone where you have to have a developer. Now I'm not, if you're a developer, don't get mad, but small business owners, we don't need developers. We don't need custom, huge custom websites. And I will actually even say like Coke, Victoria's Secret, and there's another couple of really huge brands that use Wix to build their websites. So just going to put that out there. Those are e-commerce sites, but we don't need develop. You don't need a developer to create a 10 page website for your, your new business. You need patience. You need to learn how to use Wix and go from there. But in terms of like stressing out, oh, I can't build my website. Don't. But if you if it's not your skill set and it's going to take you longer than it needs to, find 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 somebody to help you do it. Like that's the cost of doing business. I think so many times people get into this idea that it, you it doesn't have to cost. It doesn't have to cost you a lot. I mean, I'm talking five thousand dollars. Build your website, get a logo done, get some marketing material, get some landing pages created, all of that type of thing. If you're not like really serious about creating a business that's going to sustain you for a long time, then $5,000 is going to seem like a whole shit. And it might be, maybe to you, that's a lot of money. But in reality, if you say to, if you say to somebody here, start my business, help me get my brand going, et cetera, for five grand, there's people in downtown Toronto that would slap me upside my head for saying that number. That's way too low. Right. But even if it's not buying a package or somebody doing it all for you, recognize where you suck and recognize where you need help and recognize that maybe it's a contra deal. Maybe you have a service, maybe. And I've said this to my friend, uh, Debbie, who's on the show, like she's a cleaning company. Why not offer somebody? Um, sorry, just getting a text here. Um, okay. I will be right back. So I don't know exactly where I left off, but if you're if you're unable to do things, Contra is a really good way to facilitate some of the needs that you might have as a new business. So, for example, again, if if like I said, Debbie, so she's got a cleaning company, maybe she can go and do some Contra for a logo. And I mean, I did all her branding as a gift because she's one of my best friends and I love her. But let's just for argument's sake, say it right. Like if you know somebody and you can swap services like that's totally acceptable the problem is people are like embarrassed to say it or like you know i don't want to i feel ashamed because like fuck off you want to get your business going or not like suck it up you've got something i need and you want to offer it to me in exchange for some a logo creation do it like i may not need it but at least you're getting comfortable like what I find is that when people are unwilling to do things like that, there's a lot of limiting beliefs in them because, you know, it, the limiting belief is like, I'm in, if you're embarrassed to talk about your own business in that way, you are up a creek, my friend. Like there's no, the people that just go all in, balls in, n not worrying about ego and judgment and all that shit. Those are the ones that are going to be successful. Like, just like I said on the, the last podcast, like 
there are so many times when I could have let my ego get in my way about the course that I, the, the exam that I missed by one fucking question, you guys, like I could easily have been like whatever and done and let my ego win. But I did. And I went back in and I thank God I passed it, you know, this on my birthday. So if, if you don't know what you need to get done or you, whatever, ask, like, don't be shy, ask, figure it out. Um, the other thing, that I'll say about marketing and business number four, I think I'm on number four, sorry if I'm not. Number four is to like really understand that it takes time and it takes fine tuning. But the most important piece of that is knowing who your customer is. So number four is know who your customer is. I don't wanna hear like, oh, it's everybody. Like, you, dude, you're not the Walmart. I'm not the Walmart. Like my coaching services are not cheap. Like. I mean, they're not crazy expensive. I'm actually probably going to increase my prices this year for my one-on-one because that's all I do now is one-on-one coaching. So if you're thinking, oh, oh my God, you know, like I can't, that person can't afford it, but this, you're not, you haven't done your buyer persona homework yet. You just haven't straight up. You've not even thought about it. You're not Walmart. So not everyone can afford my marketing services. Not everybody can afford my coaching services. Not everybody can afford your services, but that's fine. You need to get very clear on who you're servicing and, and don't waver. Like the biggest mistake I see with any, especially women in marketing or sorry, in marketing, in business is that they will let scarcity navigate the type of client they they work with. What that means is I've made a decision that I'm only going to work with clients who are, who can afford. So like for me, one-on-one coaching for 12 sessions, um, current price tag is, is, uh, 3,500. Now, as I'm saying this, it's going up because that's a, that's a low amount of money to me based on my experience, based on all of the work I've done in terms of like money I've paid out to, you know, all the things. So probably we're looking at about five grand to to have 12 sessions with me. If you can't afford that and you feel, and this might quote unquote trigger people, but if you can't afford that, or you think, holy shit, that's a lot of money. You're not in my buyer persona. And that's okay. There are people who will coach you for less money. There are, and I mean, I know coaches who are charging $7,000 a month for four sessions. I can't afford that coach yet, but I, I will, but I still recognize the value in that coach and that's USD. So that's closer to $10,000. I'm not at a place where I can financially sp- do, but do I think she's worth it? I guarantee you she's worth it. Right. But I'm not thinking, oh, fuck you if you can afford her. I'm not thinking anything. And then, so if you're getting feeling away about, you know, five grand for 12 sessions, that doesn't mean I should change my pricing and lower it to accommodate the you. It means maybe it's time for you to level up. Maybe it's time for you to be like, uh, I'd like to be able to afford that. I think she could kick my ass pretty good with a lot of love, but a lot of realism. I'm going to have to figure that out instead of going, oh, that's too expensive. And oh my God, how could they charge that much? You know, just the psychology of it. But like, if I didn't know crystal clear who my buyer persona was, I might be lowering the price for certain people just because I feel inclined to do that. But what would drive that decision? The decision would be driven by scarcity. It wouldn't be driven by, you can pretend it's driven by, I want to help everybody, but that's total bullshit. Because I can't help the person who wants to pay $1,000 for my, for my coaching isn't going to do the shit I need them to do. 
the person at $5,000, she's going to do what needs to be done because that investment means I better fucking move my ass. A thousand dollar clients, they're not ready. They're not ready to coach with me because I'm, I will push you. I will push you hard because that's a decent size investment. So if I, if I, if somebody came to me at a thousand and that was in the beginning, I was charging a thousand dollars for three month contracts to do like some group coaching, but like those, not everybody, but some of them did nothing. They did nothing with the information. Their lives are exactly the same. They've done nothing. Some of them didn't even finish paying because that was not my buyer persona. I did that because I wanted to help quote unquote, but it was scarcity driving those numbers, not actually what I'm worth. So what are you actually worth? Look at what you're worth and then call in that buyer. Don't do it in the reverse, calling in the buyer and going, well, hopefully they pay this. No, like I have absolute fucking certainty that if somebody comes to me for marketing or somebody comes to me for coaching, these are my prices and I'm not changing them anymore. And I haven't done, I haven't really wavered from that in about a year or, or more, but I'm clear on my buyer persona. Why do you think I don't do group coaching anymore? Not that there's anything wrong with group coaching, but it's too, it's getting all the type of people that I want in those groups became a fucking nightmare. Like I want the people that I work with, especially if it's a small group, I want every single one of them to win. And they weren't winning because they were not the right buyer persona. So get clear on it and don't change it. Like as soon as you find yourself bending for a client or a customer, I don't want you to bend. I want you to go, hmm, get curious. Is this my buyer persona? Why am I trying to change it? Is that scarcity driving me? Is it, what is it? Is it, I want to help everybody? Cause that's not, that's a form of scarcity. You can't help everybody. Like, let's get real. You cannot help everyone. If you own a gym and you're starting to think, oh, my prices are like, I should lower the, no. If you're a trainer, same thing. How much experience do you have? And like, it should balance, right? If you're a brand new trainer, obviously you're not going to charge premium pricing. You don't have anything to, to show for it yet. But if you've been training for five, six years and you're still charging $50 an hour, give your friggin' head a shake. Call in the clients who recognize that like $100 is a reasonable price or whatever that number is. So number four is know your buyer persona and do not waver from it. And when you start to, to feel like you're bending, ask yourself, why am I doing this? What about this situation is causing me to change my prices, right? and go from there and don't, and don't waver. So I hope that was helpful. I'm, uh, I think I'm going out for a date with one of my friends right now for my birthday and that's it. I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I will talk to you on the next episode already. Cheers.